Hey, you're listening to the Church League Podcast. Today we talk about Steph Furry and whether or not we think that his predictions are going to come true. The NBA playoffs and a little bit of hockey and probably too much baseball. It's going to be a good one. Let's get started. All right, Church League Podcast, we're back. It's Roman hanging out with Corey and James. Hey, Ayo. what's up? We started. I've never surprised you guys. I've never given an AO before, but there it was. Is it AO? I always thought it was Heyo. I don't know. I think it goes both ways. Is I, it? I, I, oh, okay. I trademarked AO while you weren't paying attention. That's fair. So hey, so one, question though yeah. on this podcast game, when do we get headphones? Like, are we that? Oh, do you? Like, do I can. We could have had headphones this whole time, but what's the point? As someone who has done it with headphones, like, it doesn't really help. Oh, I thought it just made you more like legit or something. You I mean, you, it, more you can hear yourself. And oh, I don't want to do that. When, yeah, exactly. I think headphones come in when we start videoing it. Then we look more serious. That's fair. But if I get headphones, I want like a microphone across the front. I want to look like a fighter pilot. Yeah, so for all the individuals who are like, <laughs> hey, um, you're, the, the audio is sometimes really loud, sometimes it's not. It's because we don't wear headphones. So like, sorry. I should, pro- I, th- I should probably be wearing headphones so that I can adjust on the fly. But um, well, part of it is because you turned my volume down because you get I've tired of my literally hot never turned your volume down. <laughs> I have turned his volume up like four separate times. Um, Corey starts his conversation like this, and then as he talks, it gets softer like this. Because I'm drawing you in. That's what it is. Uh-huh. I am. I'm bringing yeah. you into my well, world. Speaking of hearing yourself, I actually like some episodes. I'll just turn it off halfway through when I re-listen to because I don't want to hear my voice. I'm like, this is hey, disgusting. Like, you should try speaking for a living, and then challenging myself to critique those those sermons right so then you have to go back and listen to them it is tough hearing my own voice yeah um i think for the most part people just don't like the way they sound so it's common it's not just me yeah no 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 it's okay. not just you no, but it's no. also um i don't like your voice either no um, i think most people <laughs> I, I think most people don't but it's okay no rick does we got rick. A, we got a good positive rick leach we're throwing him out every week so if yeah. you haven't met rick leach that's your own fault he's it amazing is. But um, but he likes James. He does. Okay. He has some pretty solid one-liners. So, yeah. and this is a true statement. Yeah. Um, but uh, speaking of one-liners, Kentucky Derby. That in, there's no really. There's <laughs> not, like, I don't really <laughs> well, it is a it is a one and done sort like, of situation. <laughs> this is what the fastest two minutes in sports, right? Yeah. yeah. If you're it? alive to race, if the horses make it to the actual race, which seven Derby horses, man, were died or put down. That's so. Year. That's crazy. That's sad. It's something that you don't really think about because those things are expensive, right? That isn't. That's an investment that you have put hundreds of thousands of dollars into, more than likely. Oh, they're worth millions. I wonder. What does Peta think of that? Right. Uh, I doubt Peta's at the Kentucky Derby. Whatever you know, uh, they are. Well, they, I mean, yeah, they're, whether they're protesting. If it's the biggest, if it's the biggest sporting event for animals. This is true. I is it the so. biggest animal sporting event? Pro- well, probably. Yeah, the probably. Puppy Bowl is pretty big. Maybe. Puppy Bowl. Puppy Bowl. The dog West, sledding Westminster, in Alaska uh, or whatever. Do, oh, the like, Westminster. Yeah, the Do they shop? do like a belly flop contest at SeaWorld? Maybe. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be amazing. Peter's already upset about that comment. They tie him to, an, tie him to an orca. I don't know if it was the conditions of the track or if it was um, you know, just situations that some of these horses were facing prior to, but um, that's a lot. That's a staggering number. And those horses are beautiful. There's so much respect I have for that um, that sport because we grew up in that area. Yeah. But it is hard to watch, and you don't want to see it. I want to see it better. It needs to be better, right? There needs to be some kind of standard to keep right. to take care of those horses. But you don't want to see them suffer either. So. Well, um, hmm. m- you know, spoiler alert, Mage won. Yeah. A 15-to-1 horse yeah. um, came from behind um, on the third leg, I believe. Yeah, it was a pretty um, intense race. Yeah, well, the, the favorite times. got hurt. Yeah. Favorite was one of those horses that was injured. So, um, a little pew pew. Yeah, there was a, Br- a Breeders' Cup sort of pre-race mm-hmm. um, with a um, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a horse called Cody's Wish. Oh. So um, there's a boy named Cody Do- Cody Dorman, excuse me, who has um, who has a disease. Um, then his make a wish was to meet a, a Derby horse or a, a horse. He was interested in horse racing. So um, like this horse was like one at the time, and he went to the the farm where this horse was and was able to meet him and the horse really responded to this young man, I think laid his head on his shoulder and stuff. So they named the horse after this Cody and he ended up winning the race and the Cody, the horse, like, Cody Dorman senses, was still there for yeah. it. So it was a really emotional moment. Really, really cool thing to see. Um, the family was really celebrating that. It was really neat to to kind of see that played out in sports. So that was a upside for what happened. 
Yeah. You know, I'm not saying that the Mage winning wasn't an upside for that family as well, but um, you know, the Derby happens really quick. I think for the Derby, is it the race that's most exciting for you, or is it all the pregame celebrities? I mean, you've had a Derby experience, right? I've, I've had. I've gone to several. Um, I actually met Michael Jordan at Michael B. Jordan. No, no, no. <laughs> the Michael. The oh, okay. um, the goat. The goat. No, he's not that. He's almost the goat. Um, a great basketball player. Was he have to die to get that? The second greatest basketball player of all time, Michael Jordan. Um, yeah, I met him. He shook my forearm. <laughs> um, because his hands are ridiculous. Um, I thought it yeah. was like Dominicans, like he'd been working and he didn't want a handshake. So it was, like, no, 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 no. He was trying to shake my hand. It was just... He was trying to start some brotherhood yeah, with you? He just, was, could it be your hands are that small? It, no, no, no. I mean, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. In comparison, yeah, sure. But like he, um, I escorted, I was like escorting him to a seat. And... Um, you know what they say about small hands? When you go to shake Michael Jordan's hands, he shakes your forearm. That's exactly what yeah, happens. That's exactly what happens. So um, I was like, this is my opportunity I'm going to seize it, and I'm going to ask him a question. And so I was like, Mr. Jordan, um, how can I get a better jump shot? And I already in that moment was like, Roman, you're so stupid. Why are you asking him this question? He doesn't want to talk to you. Uh, and he looked at me, and he goes, shoot more jump shots. There you go. And I was like, oh, all right, cool. I was like, thank you so much. But, and sir, he, I don't know if I'm right or left-handed. All right, and then, he, and, then he, uh, and then he tipped me, and it was great. Had a good time. So last night we were, um, we were at a – a camp event or youth event for the kids' school, mm-hmm. and um, they had a basketball goal. Kids had some free time, and I was just shooting shots, and I hit like seven shots in a row. Yeah. And Harrison later on in the evening asked me, he said, "Do you think you could play in the NBA?" <laughs> and I was like, "No way." <laughs> <laughs> he said, "But you made so many shots." I was like, "That doesn't matter." NBA two K. Now, matter. if if the NBA had a position where I could just stand in one spot and shoot, which is possible these days still no but, i don't know you'd have a seven footer running like, at you trying to block i appreciated yeah the um the naivete of my son that he would think that i could just because right. i could make buckets at one time in my life yeah <laughs> um but no i appreciated it it was like oh maybe michael jordan would tell me just give it a shot son you're not too you're not too you're old. a better dad than i am so i would have been like yes yeah, son i can yeah i did um, <laughs> I'm, I'm here with you guys so, so amon shumpert got a question about about if women could be could play in the nba yeah and he laughed um, he giggled and he laughed and he was like, "No." And he's like, "However, if a team did take um, a woman on and and kept them for four years, yes." He says the issue is that as they start to play, they only play against girls. He's like, "And it's all physical. It's all just physical. It's not. Uh, it's what, not. What, it's, yeah, what's the four year deal? It's just the repetition, I guess." Yeah, it's four years getting used to the physicality of the game, knowing how to position yourself, and it's just a, it's a it's a very different game. And I hadn't really considered that before, and I think it was a good call. I don't know why that reminded me of that, but, like, the idea of, like, I've always been a, yeah, no, that's, you know, that's never going to happen. Um, but it made sense. Yeah. Hey, like, speaking of WBA, is it um, Becky Hammond, that Aces coach? Mm-hmm. There's a rumor that she may get an interview for the Toronto Raptors job. Really? She oh, said wow. she didn't want to talk about it because she didn't want to distract from, right. I guess, the WNBA just, just about ready to start the season. I'd, oh, yeah. <laughs> we don't my mind to, I'm like, hold on, they haven't started yet? Like a 16-game season? Yeah, what but um, but she's a phenomenal coach. She was on the mm-hmm. Spurs staff. Yes, she was. And so she's in that Popovich line, which is really exciting to think that, you know, she could be a, a coach in the It would be such an interesting, like, man, that would – because, you know, I think of, like, coaches or, like, in the locker room – and able to like have those conversations and those talks or whatever, like how does that work? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there would be a mutual respect for that situation. Right, absolutely. Or she would just have to to deal with what comes with that. Yeah. Um, but I think she seems to be very knowledgeable. Oh, very absolutely. Capable. Yeah. No, no, hundred no, percent. So um, I think at, at some point it's 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 interesting. It's exciting to think that that could happen. But um, but you know, this just came to mind when you yeah. were talking about. Well, the Well, any question I would have about that would have nothing to do with her ability as a coach. Like, I she clearly right. knows the game. Like that's, and if you get to hang out with Popovich for a couple years, you're going to learn an unbelievable right. amount. So, and I think um, it's the same cool. que- question would be fair for like um, men coaching in the WNBA or, or men in college basketball. 100%. Like, how do they manage that? Yep. Um, how are they? How are they sorting out how that works in, in the halftime stuff? I'm I mean, always, so that's always interested in that. Yeah. Like the the amount of male. Um, college softball coaches. That mm-hmm. is shocking to me. Like that is almost it's mind boggling. I don't. Yeah. I, I, it's hard for me to wrap my head around it. How many or how little there are? It, I, there's just a bunch. It well, feels like there's a bunch. Okay. Uh, it's not necessarily. If you think about 
men coaching is that's always been the norm. So like it's right. not not surprising. I think that trend will change, and and probably so. we're pretty limited in our understanding. We're like, oh, that would be awkward. Well, for people who've done it their whole lives, it's not awkward. For these girls who've been coached by men their whole lives, it's just normal. Right. Yeah. Um, so you know when you get to. I don't know, consenting adults, it somehow gets more awkward than it would be with underage people. I mean, it's just weird yeah. altogether for some people. But um, if people are good, they're good at their job, they need to have opportunities. So it would be interesting to see what happens with that. Well, well, Toronto Raptors are a, a great organization, no, absolutely. a well-run organization. Yeah. Um, she's probably taller than Fred Van Vliet. Um, Maybe. <laughs> so <laughs> speaking of um, women's college softball, the Norfolk Tides um, – <laughs> <laughs> actually uh, are uh have the best record in the minors the best which is crazy what's the record uh i think it's like 28 and 4 or something yeah like that's that. incredible yeah, that's nuts and um, that 20 minute drive still seems too far it is yeah it's <laughs> less than 20 minutes for me yeah i mean harbor park is a cool park it's on like, the board isn't it don't we have a tides game in september we do you got it We're on the family to, yeah they're playing on the, the family night. the memphis redbirds yeah it just happens to be a st louis yeah shocker Hey, um, um, you, we get dollar hot dog night. I'm on it. I, well, listen, um, that's I mean that's just cool because you know, obviously they're right down the road. Yeah. Um, and um, I mean we could talk about baseball. The Cardinals won three in a row and still in last place. Yeah. In the National League, Reds are five games out. So I mean that tells you anything's possible. Yeah. Well, anything is possible. Might yeah. The Cardinals literally have the <laughs> worst record in the National League. That is depressing. They just gotta they gotta get it together. I mean I mean. The, the Pirates have it together, and they won't, and, the, and then I think the Cardinals will. And oh, yeah, they just snapped. They lost seven in a row. Yeah. Like, shocker. Yeah. The Pirates are going to do pirate things. but You actually had a visitor last week that came in here when you weren't here who's a Pirates fan that really just wanted to let you know that they were doing well. That person talked to me on Sunday. Did he? And actually, he didn't even talk to me. He went, oh, you can't, you can't, you guys can't see it, but he, like, put his hand out and just, like, winked at me, and I was like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't talk to I never. I appreciate. I, visiting <laughs> visitors to church, I'm I'm here for all the time. When they want to come and give you a hard time, I'm I'm going to curse oh, that yeah, as much as possible. Did you say they had the worst record in the league or in the NFL? I, well, as far as I know, it's the National League. I okay. don't know if they have. I was just the A's are the A's have like eight wins. Yeah, they're yeah, nine yeah, wins. Yeah, they're no, like no, eight no, wins. Yeah. yeah, the Cardinals are like thirteen and twenty four. Yeah, so yeah, which like make like saying that out loud. Is dis- like I but they're only eight games behind, so there's which that. is really sad. Not the NL Central is weak, not too far gone. Um, yeah, you well, know. baseball is in in full swing. Um, it's I don't know. I mean, it's it's a long season, so you get yeah. closer to the All Star game, and I get more interested. You get closer to the trade deadlines, I start paying more attention, and you get to the World Series of the playoffs, and I'm there. But well, the Cardinals, I'm assuming, are going to make moves this year because. Our pitching has been yeah. has been the worst I've seen it in, in maybe my whole lifetime. Yeah. Um, I mean, right now for baseball, I'm only here for gimmicks and hot dogs. And then when you get to closer to the end, then I'm I'm ready for real baseball. But uh, James, would you say that your time with the Savannah the Savannah Bananas? Um, not that you were a player, I made it sound like you like worked with the Savannah <laughs> Bananas right then. But when you went to one of their games, would you say that that was better than any major league game you've ever been to? Not necessarily the, the baseball itself, but like the atmosphere. I'd say, yeah. I mean, yeah, they had your attention from the minute you walked in to the minute you left. Would you, given the choice between like a Savannah Bananas game and then going to a Washington Nationals game? Well, I pick? think that's a loaded question because I'm supposed to be going to a Nationals game. <laughs> <laughs> You're going Nationals Mets, though. It is Nationals Ugh. Mets. Um. Yeah, we're going. We're going this Friday. That'll be a good time. That'll be fun. I don't know who's pitching, but like, see what's up with Pete Alonso. You know. Yeah. I mean, I tell you, it's interesting to think about. Like, I'm not a Yankees fan, but being at Yankee Stadium would be like a bucket list. Thing. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. So, like, you talk about some of these stadiums and like the ghost of players past, or the, like mm-hmm. the the situations or the big game moments. And we're going to talk about big game moments here at some point today. Yeah. Um, those things make that experience worth more than the game you may be watching. Because you, you're saying I w- I've been there. I yeah. s- I was in the stadium where this happened, and and so Savannah Bananas is such a sort of unique scenario. But there's no real history yet with that. Where some of these other places, just the history of the stadium alone will be a draw, no matter what the teams are doing. So um, that's where baseball really is unique. Is the stats and the purists really get drawn to those 
real specific things about that sport that's different than all other sports. Well, it looked like some history was at the uh, stadium where they play because it was pretty old and beat up. But, yeah. uh, you know, there's yeah. some type of history, whatever it was, I don't know. It'd be interesting if they get a new stadium and they, like, create, like – you know, s- s- different levels or yeah. or a pit in the, in the middle of the field. Or who knows what kind of gimmicks sweet. they could come up with? It'd be yeah. pretty wild. Yeah. Like players falling from the sky. That'd be that'd be pretty awesome. <laughs> just have like a hot air balloon, yeah. just chilling above. It's a Goodyear balloon, but you like got people in center it field is a lake, and they're on a jet ski. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I mean, that's. I mean, we can talk about hockey some. I mean, hockey is the playoffs are happening. We just realized uh, there's more than four teams left in hockey. <laughs> this is a true statement. <laughs> I thought we were about to be. We thought we were about to have the Stanley Cup um, presented to someone very soon. That is not the case. Yeah, so and we, I think the Stanley Cup may be the coolest thing about hockey. I mean, it. It's that not or the Friday. not the playoffs, the trophy. Playoffs. It probably still smells like vodka from Alexander Ovechkin. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, probably. <laughs> So, I mean, right now, um, the <laughs> Seattle... I have to look at this on a screen because I don't know it off the top of my head. You got Seattle and Dallas. The series is tied at two-piece. Yeah. Um, you New got, Jersey Devils are up 3-1, baby. Yeah, New Jersey over Carolina. I'm becoming, uh, Seattle. I didn't know I'm becoming a, a New Jersey Devils The homer. Seattle Kraken. The oh, Kraken. Okay. They actually have a really dope jersey that yeah. I would be really cool with, but I'm a Blues Are they fan. the newest team? They or are the newest team. I knew Las Vegas was new, too. Yeah, but, Seattle yeah. came... Last year, yeah, maybe the yeah, year before. Like real but that's exactly what Vegas did. Is that the theme? Yeah, that's like what new the, teams just come out. And well, you get because you get the opportunity essentially to take from a list of players from every single team. Yep. Oh, that's cheap. Um. So yeah. Well, isn't that NFL did that with the Panthers and the Jags? Didn't they get a chance to kind of yeah, build but their I think rosters the NFL made it yeah made it more difficult to take better players. But both of those franchises, they did good their first few years as well. They did. So I mean, it sets those franchises up for an opportunity for success. Instead of just being terrible from the beginning. Um, yeah, you're like, why do we do this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the fans are just, you know, they don't want to be a part of it. But um, And then you got Toronto, Florida, and then Vegas and Edmonton. Um, I would like to tell you that I have a favorite in all of these. Can you um, tell me where Edmonton is? Edmonton is in um, Canada. I know. But yeah. like where in Canada? Somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm the same way. I don't know, somewhere. Like, it's north of the border. I need to do some Quebec. research. Uh, um, is that Montreal. A, sure, dude, I don't, I don't know. know. Like, <laughs> listen, Canada is America's hat. I'm sure it's a province okay? up there. Um, I don't even know. They may speak English or French. One but I know where Florida is yeah, and dude. Vegas. <laughs> so, That's right. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's in Alberta. Do you, do you care? Do you care if an American team wins? No. Do you want an American team? or can- uh, I, this, I kind this, of root for the Canadian teams because I think they care more than we do. <laughs> Oh, like yeah, I feel no. bad that we're tainting no, the Kraken coming in in one year and winning this thing. I'm like, if you're the, if you're all that good, why are you letting this happen? That's why I want American teams to win because like we don't have to <laughs> like we can, we're about it, but like also yeah. But I will probably I mean like mo- I would I would assume that most of the you know player lists of the roster are not from the United States. So like oh sure yeah like whatever. Um, I will say though, I mean, the United States is not—we're not like chumps when it comes to hockey. No, so, no, I don't want to disrespect that, but it's um, very regionally specific. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, yeah, like you, Massachusetts, so Minnesota, Canada—it's a national sport. Yeah. U.S. You're going to get a few states who care about it, and most are like, "What are we talking about?" Here? I think we just host the international players. That's all it is, right? So then it's like the it trophy like. is cool, and they get to fight. That's really what we came up with. Yes, early. that's what I care. And about. I should respect it as a major sport more because financially they've been a wreck for my whole lifetime, and they've barely been hanging on as a professional sports yeah. thing. It you know kind of drives me nuts. And the um, the Winter Olympics helps out hockey, in my opinion, more than anything else. Yep. Which doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But I care more about that than I do about regular hockey. I don't know. Soccer's kind of falls in that same category for me. Mm-hmm. If like, there was oh, a World yeah. Cup, I would never watch right. soccer ever. Yeah, but but there are regional Premier places. League's good. You get out um, Washington and you know Oregon, they care about soccer, man. I will say because they can't do anything outside. It's so miserable. I will say the PSG doesn't. The PSG said they're not going. They're not going to resign Messi. Yeah. And the rumors are that Messi's coming to the U.S. Yeah, and I heard he, about that. If he does come to the U.S., I will care about soccer, and I will go to one of. Those I heard games. something about Miami wanting, yeah, him just because it's such a uh, like a you know destination. That's, w- that's what U.S. soccer's about. We go to where where great players die. I will. Come to, I will one hundred percent go watch that. Yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah. I mean, that'd be so cool. 
Um, well, you're going to a Nationals Mets game on Friday, so you, you'll watch anything, evidently. Facts. <laughs> Sp- Facts. Speaking of messy, you know. Facts. Um, and I'm a Reds fan, so what do I have to say? Right. So, um, from the NHL playoffs to the ones that really matter, the NBA. Um, we had Denver Phoenix last night. Yep. Um, and got out of hand a little bit. Right. And and little pushing, and sh- little pushing and shoving. Sure. Not even th- last night, but the night, the couple nights before, mm-hmm. um, Jokic got into it with the owner for the Suns. Um, but then Durant was a little pushy last night. Right. Nicole Jokic was like lingering near the huddle or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like, I, I like Jokic. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a fan. He, I think he is. Um, I think he could have been MVP this year. Yeah. I mean, they gave it to Embiid, and I'm not upset about it. Yeah. I think you could have picked either one, and both had just as equal cases, yeah. which to me meant that there was no way Jokic was going to get it. Right. Um, but I I appreciate his game. I like the fact that he could also drop 53 two games ago and lose is nuts. He could snap Durant um, in half, though. Yes, he could. Like the thin man couldn't handle if he would have Draymond stepped on Kevin Durant, <laughs> yeah, so like Kevin Durant's him. chest would have imploded. It was like a stick figure breaking. Yeah, dude, he's got a, he's got like a spoon chest. Yeah, the other day, did you uh, see Embiid? So like, like in who did Embiid step on for the Celtics? Grant like, Williams. Grant Williams. Oh man, he, my gosh, he crushed his that cranium, man. Terrible. It looked rough. <laughs> and then afterwards, you could see Embiid was like, "Hey, I was trying to get out of the way." And just trying to, yeah. to find a place to step, and they're like, "No, it's basketball." Like you could see them working it out on the court, which I appreciate. Right. And I don't see how Embiid gets that pass, but Draymond does. I know. But that's a whole different story. Yeah. I mean, a whole different conversation. This but is, he could have killed that young man. This is bleeding from like, like the top, like the bridge of his nose and his mouth, and we're so, like, like Embiid's nah, like let him go. Seven foot, three hundred pounds, or yeah, something. Yeah, like get out of here. He's a monster. Whatever, dude. Yeah. And he has prior history. What are we doing? That whole thing made me so mad. <laughs> He's the MVP. It's crazy. Yeah, of course he is. When you crown the MVP, you can't have that narrative. Yeah, shocker. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's what I'm. I mean, like, luckily, if Golden State would have lost that series, it would be this would be a completely different conversation. I think. Right. Um, there would be like people would like want justice, but like I don't. Like, it's whatever. They won. We're moved on. Justice now, for Demontis. <laughs> um, so now protesting in the streets. I think. Um, I mean, Golden State's in a lot of trouble right now. Down three one to L A. They're um, they're right where they want to be. I mean, according to <laughs> Steph Furry, Steph Furry, Steph Furry. Steph I'm Fur- saying it really clearly. There is a um, Furry Mamba. Is it a uh, Twitter it's a, or is it? It's a it's a TikTok account. TikTok I account for a corgi, corgi dog. Yep. That chooses. Is that the one that doesn't have legs? No, oh, it has it legs. Has legs. You just oh, can't small see. Small legs. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's yes. Um, but the corgi hits a ball in the air and it goes into a goal and it chooses the teams that'll win. And evidently in the um, NCAA tournament, the dog picked like seventy percent correct. And so That's impressive. Steph Furry, the name of the dog, has picked every game correct so far and had predicted that Golden State would win the last three. Every game? Every game. Like in the playoffs? Each shot, no, for this series. Oh. But it, he's predicting the, the hockey series and things like that, which may make me care more about hockey now that I know a dog is picking who's going to win the games. That's really sad. But, um, but for this series, the dog has picked perfect in order who's going to win each game. And he predicts that Golden State won the next three. Wow. So I am here for that. That would be really exciting. Maybe we, we should let him pick Daylight Savings Time then. Yeah. Shoot one into I'm going to, but, but Steph Furry, I trust in Steph Furry. Uh, <laughs> I think it'd be a really cool scenario because um, LeBron came back from 3 1 with the Cavs, right, to beat Golden State. Yeah, the refs and LeBron did. Sure. And we could talk about the refs and the Lakers and the, the foul uh, disparities oh and all these things. It's the ridiculous. The is nuts, man. Yeah. But, but right now, um, I'm not ruling out Golden State. They are in trouble. Yeah. I mean, with Steph Curry, has a triple double and you lose. Yeah. Now, to be fair, he only shot, he shot like, Less than I mean, it was forty-two percent from the floor or something. Like it wasn't great shooting, but he still had a triple double. Yeah, and so what? A three-point loss, one hundred four, one hundred one, one hundred four, one hundred seven, something like that. What's sad is like the 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 conversation is his last minute. He could have been better. I'm like, come on, dude, he had triple double. Right. Um, you need uh, Jordan Poole to be decent. You need Clay to hit a couple shots. I mean, they just they have to have the team working together. Mm. And the Lakers had. Um, Lonnie, Lonnie Walker. Walker. Yeah. yeah. I almost like said Kenneth off. Walker or Lonnie Jones, and neither yeah. one of those are the right ones. Incorrect. <laughs> but um, Lonnie Walker popped off, and that's what the Lakers have to have, and they had it, and the Warriors didn't. So yeah. it's just, it's kind of scary that I'm I'm hoping for the Warriors to win based on the picks of a dog. 
Yeah, it is. <laughs> but I do feel like they can win two home games. For sure. So they have to win a road game in between. It's I do possible. feel like it, it's sometimes it's painful to watch the Warriors get going. Like the beginning yes. of these games, it's just like brick after brick. It, it's and they like, turn it over so do? much. It's yeah. so mm-hmm. it's it's when they get hot, they're they really get on a roll. But they're it's hard for them to kind of get in that. When well, Kerr's just sitting there like patiently waiting for it to start, I'm like, as a coach, how are you? Like well, he's not losing his mind. How many championships? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's right, how. Dude. I mean, and it's <laughs> also I'm I'm I mean I'm ready for Jordan Poole to be off the team. I think when the did they just pay him though? Sure, yeah. Um, somebody will try to get him. Somebody will pick him up. Hundred percent. They could trade him easily. I mean, there are a bunch of teams that could use a point guard that actually knows. I mean, like it's not like Jordan Poole is uh, is trash. He just doesn't fit the system, no, or he doesn't want to play within the system. Yeah. And it's he thinks he's clear stuff. Yeah, it's not. It's not it. Like he is. I I wish that he would go watch film of Sean Livingston right. when he was the sixth man. And he came in, and he slowed the pace down. Oh, that's, let not, the guy, that's not pool. Let the guys get rest, um, play solid defense, yeah. and and just manage the game because that's what they need. They don't need another yeah. person to score a bunch of points. They, they need somebody that manages in the times when Steph and Clay and Draymond are sitting. They got three or four guys that kind of fall into that category. Yep. That have to play really, really smart. Now, Andre Iguodala was a good example of that yep. too. He had enough size to defend, and mm-hmm. he could hit the shots when he needed to. But he didn't take too many. Right. But you got so many guys that are like, are they going to take the shot or not? So Divincenzo or mm-hmm. Moody or Kaminga, and you, so they. I don't know if they have the cohesiveness to know exactly what their roles are. Right. And so you hope at some point they figure it out. Um, I think that's obviously a key component for them to to win three in a row. But yeah. um, Steph Furry believes in them, so I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, um, what about the Boston Sixers? Boston Sixers. Can we come back to that? Because yeah, that's sure. the next close one. Let's do Miami, New York, because yeah. I'm pretty confident that we're all on the New York's done train. Yes, Miami. I think way. Emmanuel quickly getting hurt. Yeah. It's been a, a and they're the Knicks are still a piece away. Absolutely. Um who's their big guy again? Julius Randle. Julius Randle. Uh, mentally, he I mean, after the game, he was like, you know, I don't know if we were just we have the energy for it, and I think, I don't think that's necessarily a statement that they don't care. I think that he's being honest. Yeah. But um, but he has to lead better, as a as a team leader. Right. And Brunson's a leader of that team, mm-hmm. but Brunson's not their one, right. and they just don't have an outstanding one. It would have been interesting if Durant ended up with that team. Yeah. But I don't think you end up with Durant with those other players. Right. So, but um, if you had a one, would they be different? Be better? Yeah, I. I mean, I like Jalen Brunson. I'm not a fan of Julius Randle, never have been. Yeah. He played for Kentucky, so I didn't like him as a college athlete. Um, I like you. Thank you. But I will say that um, they have exceeded all expectations that I thought they were going to do this year. I mean, I, I, I mean, I was a, I wasn't really a big believer in Jalen Brunson. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it really just goes to show how much Luka controlled the Mavericks mm-hmm. and the way that they played. Um and now Brunson gets to shine in that yeah. in the New York offense, but Julius Randle is I don't know, I don't know it's like he seems lost in understanding basketball sometimes <laughs> like and I know that may sound I'm I know that he I know that he knows more about basketball than I will probably ever know yeah but on the floor he have you ever seen you, you see quarterbacks who like don't make it in the NFL because they look they're nervous yeah, they get the yeah. ball and there's people come, like he looks like that he on the floor he just doesn't know where to be at certain points yes you know? and like him to be like the the superstar all, not superstar like the all-star they need him to be he just isn't that guy his yeah. his IQ isn't there for me it's interesting because he's he's a decent three-point shooter but he's not a natural three-point shooter right he's a decent big man but he's not a natural big man he's a decent driver but he's not so yeah he he kind of fits all these in between really key components but he's not a one on any of those and so it does look disjointed Boston falls into that category for me at times when you watch their offense or like it seems forced yeah Giannis does that a lot where he just kind of goes down and creates and it's so awkward looking but he's so freakishly athletic that he figures it out yeah where randall isn't that and so the nba leans on that sort of get a foul or or get a shot and if not we'll throw it out for a three-pointer you know the knicks are trying their best to do that with a second tier kind of guy um i don't know i'd be interested to think do you think the knicks fan base is okay with what they've got from them this year yes i think so they better be right i would assume delusional 
yeah. think they should. I don't think they should have a parade. Everybody but they should celebrate this team because the Knicks couldn't even. Their fans didn't even want to come to the games, and their fans and former players were getting kicked out because Dolan's a, a monster when it comes right. to like running that program or running that team. He's really been running into the ground, and and I think it's just been a big win for the New York Knicks. It's yeah. been a long time since they've been relevant. Um, and so now Philly-Boston. Philly took the lead last night in the series, 3-2. Um, okay, mean, before, I just want to say Jimmy Butler. Amazing. Oh, yeah. I mean, Jimmy Butler. Like, we, we talked about the Knicks and didn't mention the Heat. Um, <laughs> and don't don't think we haven't thought about how incredible Jimmy Butler has been. I'd say right now he's the playoff MVP. Yeah, I think, I think between him and Booker, um, him, Booker, and um, Jokic and Steph – yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. I have questions about top players in the playoffs. Ooh, we'll get to that. okay. Um, but, yes, Philly-Boston is um, – I mean, I, I absolutely believe that Boston can still come back and win the series. I just don't think they're going to. They – and I th- somebody – maybe it was – was it CBS? It could have been ESPN. I try not to watch ESPN that often. Um, had a – and it was an article that was basically said, you know, why, why, why is Boston not clutch? Or why can't they get buckets in clutch time, like when it matters? And um, I, the article basically said because Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum can't decide what needs to happen, mm-hmm. and they they can't they can't play off each other that well. And they're and I'm not saying they're not friends, and I'm not saying they don't like each other, any of those things. But they both basically want to do the same exact thing. Yeah, and so. And and when one doesn't have the ball, the other one just stands there. Yeah. So you get a lot of just standstill of the exact same kind of player. Well, you think about that franchise and how many point guards they've tried out to fit into that model and right. not had. And this, so one of those guys had to step in. So Kyrie didn't last and work. Yeah. Um, who was um, um, Isaiah Thomas at one point? Mm-hmm. And that was probably predating some of these guys. And so they tried a bunch of different things. To, to kind of put in the right guy to kind of be a facilitator for them. Yeah. But when you put the their score in a ball-dominant role, it really makes it awkward for when you have two scores. Yep. And they've got two kind of twos or ones with, with Brown and, and Tatum. And so Brogdon's not really a facilitator in that way. White's not a facilitator in that way. And they've got a lot of size and length. But um, but it's not really promoting those guys to scores either. So they can get stagnant or it can get awkward. So they push mm-hmm. and they try to push the pace, but they're not really good at like Steph and Clay can handle and pass and Draymond can pass. So when yeah. the Warriors push, it just looks like the Harlem Globetrotters out there compared to the Celtics. Mm-hmm. But the Celtics are so much tougher in in a way that you know even if it's ugly, it still works, and they could sort of play to that strength throughout the game and wear you out. But um, but right now, I mean, the Sixers are they're a team that, that isn't going to get worn out. They got a lot of deep guys too, so it's interesting to watch. Yeah, um, and 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 I think Harden's been a really good facilitator and a scorer. He's figured it out this year. I thought he I thought he wouldn't. I thought he was done. Yeah. Um, I think I underestimated him for sure. He is twenty pounds lighter than he was the last time he was in the playoffs. I think if he really? shaved that beard, he'd be another twenty pounds lighter. I mean, I mean, that was the knock on him in Houston every year was that yeah. he was chubby and out of shape for the yeah. playoffs. And his entire game, uh, not his entire game, but a lot of his game was based off of a ton of free throws during the regular season. Yeah. And so you don't get all of those unless you play for the Lakers in the playoffs now. And so now he's he's figured out, like, oh, I'm not going to get all these free throws, um, at least as much as I would in the regular season. Mm-hmm. And he's lost some weight and in a little better shape. It's a, it's a crazy what well, – like those, like, and that may seem like a big deal. Yeah. Um, but – to a professional athlete, you know, it, it's something that they should be able to adjust to. Could you what? imagine how many free throws he'd shoot if he played for the Lakers? Golly. <laughs> well, he's got, I mean, he's he's aging in his career as well. You know, he's, yeah. he's probably learned something. I mean, I can't. I hope so. I will say he's a uh, selfish he, player anymore. He's adjusted yeah. well um, with this team a lot better. And now we know in hindsight the Nets scenario with him was a disaster. Right. The too many personalities and too many, and he's not. Um, I think the Nets uh, franchise in general. Is right, but I, I kind of wanted to blame Harden for putting his foot in the ground and want to go other places. And I always thought he was the guy that created all that dissension. And then maybe he's not. No, it doesn't seem like it. Yeah. Um, what team do you think is most desperate? Golden State. Yeah. Currently yeah. in the playoffs, Golden State because yeah. they have the highest reputation of individuals. Yeah, I mean they're the champs, and they've been flaunting it. Correct. I've seen a lot of four, 
four finger championship rings come, you know. All right. So of all the series, Denver Phoenix, who do you guys got winning the series? Um, Denver's up three two. I still have Denver. 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 <coughs> um, me too. I have Denver. What about? Um, we'll go Miami, New York. Miami's up three one. Yeah, Miami, man. Miami. Miami. Um, Golden State, L A. LA's up 3-1. We're about to play a game at Golden State. <laughs> Steph Furry, baby. I'm still going with Golden State. I don't Shock know. the world, baby. I wanted the Warriors to win, but I don't think it's going to happen. I'm going to have to jump over to the old Lakers. LA. Um, I'm, I'm going to hold out hope for Golden State. Yeah. It is a very thin line that I feel like I'm holding on to at the moment. Right. Is that um, game tonight? Is there is another t- one tonight? It's tonight, yeah. yeah. I'd say it's interesting when we talk sports. At some point, you just kind of have to hang on to your initial take mm-hmm. and then at the end say, I told you, I'm smarter than the rest of y'all. Right. So I'm holding off for that for sure. But um, but I do think they have, of all the teams who are sort of um, backs against the wall, I think they have the most potential to be able to pull it out. I think it would be a great story. Yeah. Um, Philly, Boston. Philly's up 3-2. You guys got like you just mentioned. I'm gonna have to hold this. I said Celtics at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to ride it out. Yeah, uh, Boston. Still, still going with Boston. No man. stampede and beat I'm around going, here. I'm going Philly, and I think MB is gonna about to have the game of his life. Mm-hmm. I think he's going 50 plus, and he's gonna shut him out. He's gonna wave goodbye. Yeah, I think um, of all my picks so far, that's the one I'm least confident about. Yeah, but Boston, you know, it's all this unfinished business mantra. I just feel like they should. They should be the ones at the end there. And um, the Sixers just, I don't know, man. Yeah. All right. So we're going to, we sort of mentioned earlier, top players left in the playoffs. Yeah. I'm going to go through a list. We got Jokic. Um, I'm going to say Booker over Durant at the moment. Yeah. I think Booker's been the better player. Uh, Steph Curry, LeBron James, um, or Anthony Davis. Uh, either one of those, I guess. Um, Jimmy Butler, um, Jalen Brunson. Joel Embiid or James Harden from that team, and then Jason Tatum. Um, I think we have some pretty pretty solid players left. Yeah. Um, out of those, you know, give me three. Give me three that you think have made the biggest impact on their teams on the playoffs. I'd say right now it's you're gonna have to start. For me, it's gonna be starting with Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Without Butler right now, they're they're not where they where they are. Yeah, I would agree with that statement. Booker, 30, um, 36.8 points per game in the playoffs, 71% shooting. Wow. His efficiency is insane. Can we – I want to caveat that. Yeah, sure. I want to caveat that by saying that Kevin Durant is doubled every time he touches the ball. So Devin Booker gets left open. Yeah, that's, and, that's, the, that's the genius of that set, setup is Devin Booker's – he's good with anybody, but he's great with – a. Right, with Kevin Durant. Right, and so, um, yeah, Devin Booker, Jimmy Butler. I'm going to say Steph Curry. I mean, I, I'm yeah. obviously, I mean, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm not saying Devin Booker's my, oh, my, no, my, my one, I but, saying, um, yeah. but I think I think what um, Butler's been doing um, and dealing with injury and dealing with team injury, um, and they're an eight, and they, they were yeah. kind of counted out for dead. Well, he, he plays with a chip on his shoulder. That's 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 when you pin him in a corner, he's at his best. Mm-hmm. It's it's impressive. I'm gonna give him a lot of credit. Well, it's a heat team coming off of, you know, the previous heat, which you think of like the Wades, LeBron's, Bosch and all that. Yeah. They're, they're coming back around with pretty much nobody. I mean I mean you have Butler, but I mean Yeah, that's a good Caleb I mean, Martin. They don't have a they don't have a a uh, big three, you know, they're not pulling yeah, in. Like Bam out of bio. Yeah. But Bam's been, been Bam's great. I mean, he's playoffs. good, yeah. So they got a lot of good players, and they're deep, and they, yes. they don't have to have a super team. I think they may have the best coach in the playoffs. Spolster. Eric is nuts, yeah. man. He's so good. He's underrated. People don't yeah. talk about him. Um, before we Well, because he initially was great because he had a super team. Well, absolutely. Um, before we get into that, I want to ask a final question. Of all the players that I mentioned earlier, or maybe even the three we just talked about, whatever you want to look at, you have to pick one player to take a last second shot of a player that's currently in the playoffs mm. um, to win the game. Who do you have shooting that shot? RJ Barrett. RJ no, just, just kidding. <laughs> 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 He's been good in the, better in the playoffs than he has in the regular season. Sure. And right now, he came in with what, Zion. Are you yeah. thinking RJ's career has been better than Zion so far? Uh, yes. yes. All right. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Don't, I don't know, man. I'm going to have to. It's either going to be. I don't know, man. Like Curry or LeBron? I don't yeah. know. I mean, I'm taking Curry. Yeah, because he could 
because he could shoot from anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you take it out past the three line with LeBron, it's gonna you're you're pushing it. Right. You know? And Curry can get a shot off in the in the interior. I mean it's tough, but he's yeah, man, he can hit some floaters too. He creates so. his own shot so and much. He is yeah. just he's built for it. Yeah. yeah. His, mentally he's that's his that's his role. Yeah. And I don't know, I mean LeBron's gonna look at other options first. I don't know first. He's just going to look On at a last second shot. I don't know. If, I don't, if somebody's wide I don't open, know about he's gonna, first, he's going to look at what's the, what is the most appropriate play. Let me re- compared to Curry. I think Curry's like it's my ball, and I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can get a shot. He's not going to force it. He's going to look for Clay or somebody else. Right. I think LeBron will look for the best basketball play. Yeah, right. yeah. And I mean that that's not a knock on him being a being a, a stone cold killer at the end of the game. It's just he is cerebral as a b- basketball player, and he has good players. But I could see him giving it to. Um, Reeves or Lonnie Walker at the end and saying, "Hey, shoot your shot." Yeah, um, especially when they're three. Because <laughs> you're not blaming me if you miss. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it would. Uh, to me, it's like it's honestly closer than I thought it was going to be. Um, it's between uh, Steph Curry and Jimmy Butler um, currently. Yeah. Dude's just. I mean, he's he's had so many clutch shots in this playoffs alone. Right. That he's just in this different state of like, yep. give me the ball, I'm gonna score, and no one can really stop me right now. And he's the he's the obvious choice for that team. He is no one yeah. he, like he doesn't. He's like, oh, I'm gonna shoot this. I like, have to. Yes, no one else is doing he, this. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's less of he doesn't really need to make a decision other than find a spot and score. Um, but I mean, Curry is still, I think, the most unguardable player in the NBA. Well, I think that's 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 a good point for the current playoff situation. Yeah, Jimmy Jimmy Butler. Yeah, you know, we have you know you have Curry stuck in your head because you've seen him for how many years doing the same thing. Well, it's proven. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and 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 Booker is scorching hot, but you still expect Durant to shoot the shot. Yep. So that I mean that's it's interesting when you get to team dynamic on some of that for sure because Durant can get a shot off anywhere as well because he's taller, because yep. he's capable, because of a number of different reasons. Yep. He has that mentality. So. Um, well, speaking of who's going to shoot the last shot, we are going to do our draft, and our draft is winning moments. So um, the best top all-time whatever sports winning moments, whether it be a walk-off, buzzer beater, um, whatever the play was that scored the winning whatever, all right, the winning play. Um, and this one was, I actually, when I first like kind of suggested it, I thought it was going to be harder than, um, and it was actually, it was pretty easy. Some mm. of these came to me and I was like, oh yeah, that one, that one, There's that so one. There's so many. Yeah. And I'm sure that there are ones that are greater than ones that I picked. However, these are the ones that mean, I don't know, these happened for the most part when I was alive. Yeah. Um, and like meant something to me. Not the hit that Lou Gehrig had? Yeah, no. I don't, like, absolutely not. Um, I know Lou Gehrig more as a disease than a baseball player. So, um, <laughs> I mean, that's the reality. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you were to like, if you were to go to your son's baseball team and you were to say, who's Lou Gehrig? How many of them know who Lou Gehrig is? Yeah. I, I, right? I does mean, he like, have a YouTube channel? I don't yeah, know. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They're like, oh, I think I've heard of Lou Gehrig before. Yeah. yeah. Like on, he's on TikTok, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> nope. Absolutely not. So like, I, I think that it, yes, there were clutch hits, and you had mentioned Corey. You had mentioned like Ted Williams and like his ridiculousness. Yeah. Um. You know, going to war, coming back, doing all these incredible things. Yeah. Um. I and I'm sure he had some clutch hits and clutch <laughs> moments that like I will that I don't even know about and I would consider myself right. like a pretty hardcore I mean, baseball obviously, fan. I think he's one of the best all time. Exactly. So I don't want to you know no disrespect to that, but it is so it predates me so much that it's hard for me exactly. to really like, be passionate about it on the radio. It's like black and white, dude. Like yeah. I'm sorry, that's yeah. not like it's like silent films. Nah, I'm good. Yeah. Let him talk. Um, well, the possibility of Ted Williams still coming back and being relevant is possible. Didn't they freeze? Sure. Freeze his Him body with like head Walt Disney like, or whatever. Something like that. Um, all right, Corey, you get to go first um, with the number one pick. Man, this is this is going to be the most Homer list you ever heard of. And I'm not That's even right. worried about getting into y'all's list. I got, um, a, homer, I got a Homer list too. So. <laughs> I am going to start with um, 1987 Indiana Hoosiers, Keith Smart. Um, we are going Homer. Yeah, we are. <laughs> um, we any, are for any sure. To Marcus? Um, no. Okay. But uh, but Keith Smart he hits the um, the shot that uh, put Indiana over Syracuse seventy four seventy three. Um, Steve Offord's on that team. Steve Offord is the best shooter on that team, and so Smart wasn't the 
the the pick that people would think would take that shot, but he hit that jumper to win it. Um, the power had gone out in most of the county that I lived in at that mm-hmm. point. We were watching this in our basement, and we still had power. And it was it was a moment that I'll never forget. In fact, on top of my parents' TV currently in their house, they have a, um, a picture of this sort of like this acrylic frame, and you can hit it if the batteries still work. Yeah. And then you can hear the commentator, Smart takes the shot. I mean, it's uh, incredible. So awesome. Keith Smart went in the national championship for us in 87. Um, 87 was a that, that time frame for me. There was a lot of really cool sports events, and that sports meant so much to me as a kid right then. So um, Keith Smart, um, game winner, Indiana Hoosiers, come at me. Hey, and the top 50 list that I'm looking at, it was number 10, which I thought, okay, this is going to be maybe on my list and won't be on anybody else's. Top ten in the top fifty list. Was it on the yeah. Indiana, Put some respect on that name? Indiana Chronicle. No, it was overall. Okay. Um. All right. James. James. Number one. Uh, my number one pick is going to. Uh, it's going to be the St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> Please, James. <laughs> James. Please. James. But we had a conspiracy theory. We James. Take all your James. <laughs> You like that start right there. But we are taking this to Great Neck Little League 2019. Okay, thank the Lord. All right. <laughs> Where I coached the uh, Mustang St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah. I figured that'd get you going I there. appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so we were uh, we were playing Craig Colucci's Yankees. Shout out to Craig. Um, <laughs> and t- uh, Taylor, we were, I think we, it was tied game. Who's Taylor now? Tell the Taylor, audience. Taylor Hume, my son. Yes. Love okay. It. Yes. Played every position because I was the coach. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> Guy on third, two outs. Taylor rips one right up the middle for a walk off. It was awesome. his first walk off hit ever. So awesome. it was proud you know, dad moment. Yes. Oh, dude, that is it awesome. I love that. That's your number one. That's sick. That's that was, that was cool. my number two. I wish I would have taken it, but now it's out. But uh, <laughs> oh, dude, where, yeah, where you're talking go? about you talking about a moment, dude. Like, <laughs> now, did you cry? Oh, 100 percent. I think I have my glasses on though, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's so cool. So there's a TikTok like, um, um, like. A U dad coach thing. Oh yeah, I think you could do that with like absolutely. He's my son, so he played every position. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> starting everything. Yes, he's a good athlete, though. I mean, I'm I'm excited for him. He is at a beautiful sports age as a kid right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it's it's fun to watch. The summers mean so much more when you're on a little league team or on a on a squad like that. So. Yeah. Well, shout out to Taylor Hume, man. That's yeah. awesome. sweet. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, my number one is also the St. Louis Cardinals, okay. um, but not not from the Great Neck uh, <laughs> uh, wreck. Um, uh, it's the 2011 World Series Game Six. Um, in my opinion, one of the greatest World Series games of all time. Um, the Cardinals were down. If they lose this game, they lose the World Series. The Texas Rangers. Um, they got down to one strike twice to lose to lose david freeze it happened to him twice yeah once in the bottom of the ninth inning once in the bottom of the 11th inning if i remember correctly um in the ninth he hits a triple that ties the game and then the 11th is when he hits the walk-off home run and buck gives one of the worst calls i have ever heard in my entire life i think you've mentioned and we will see you tomorrow night (laughs) and i like who is this again? David Freeze. David Freeze. He won the Incredibles. Yes, he is. Frozone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. Where's my super suit? That's him. It's actually you should check. Well, to him go out. from a, a triple and then a home run. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah that is. Like it. Like, honestly, I I also cried. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was. Uh, I mean, it's. I mean, a moment that. So you cried because of the Joe Buck letdown. That's exactly right. Yeah. I was just furious. Um, no, but like we were. You know, going over the, you know, because you can look online at like winning moments or winning plays or whatever. And there was a list of 50. And like this one wasn't on any of those lists. And I, I was baffled. And then I found out that all of those lists were created in 2011 before the, before the, the, um, the playoffs that year for the, or for the postseason for the, for baseball. And so I was like, okay, that makes so, a lot more sense. So we're setting a new standard for the best of lists. Correct. All right. I mean, surely. Trendsetters. Um, but yeah, I mean, what a, Thank you, Nelson Cruz, for being terrible at right field. Um, mm. He kind of saved the day. He totally should have caught the triple that Freeze got in the ninth inning, but whatever. He didn't. Um, also, I have another homer pick, um, and this one was in 2013. This is going to make my wife mad. It probably is. <laughs> um, 2013. Actually, Auburn had two of these, um, not two of this exact play, but yeah. two kind of like last-minute wins, but it was the kick six um, against Alabama during the Iron Bowl. 
Chris Davis Jr. Um, after Nick Saban fought and fought for one extra second to kick a field goal that ended up short that Chris Davis Jr. ran back for a touchdown to beat Alabama in the Iron Bowl. And I am cheering and screaming at my dad <laughs> and, like, pointing at him and clapping. Yeah. And that's when my dad told me he'd never watch another football game with me ever again. That's when he told um, you you're not really my son. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I don't remember the uh, the time clock situation. You said Saban was like... Yeah, yeah Saban fought for the extra second because they said the time had expired. Yeah. And he fought for that extra second because oh. um, he said he called timeout before... Um, time had expired, and he fought for it. They got it. Oh wow! Kicked the field goal. Yeah, lost. there's been a long history of kicking to be the Achilles heel for the Tide, but um, that was a that was a tough one. And it was really emotionally wrecking because you know we're an Alabama fan in the in family, yeah, um, fandom in our family, right? But as a sports fan, I'm like, this is incredible. Like this is this doesn't happen. This is insane. So you're like sick and excited at the same time. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Well, um, and this one doesn't count, but I'm going to say it anyway because it's happened the same year with Auburn. Sick and excited at the same time. Would that sum up you being an Auburn fan? Uh, it's, a, it's me as a Cardinal fan right now. Um, <laughs> but yes, absolutely. Uh, there's also the prayer Jordan Hare against yeah. Georgia. I mean, he, but which all led to a national championship. It all no no. Well, we made it to the made national it to we, yeah, lost. Okay. we lost. We lost yeah, because you won with Cam Newton. We lost okay. to Florida State. Lots this, um, so hold on, are these all your picks? This one doesn't count. <laughs> the second one doesn't count. Uh, but I do have two picks. So this was the prayer Jordan Hare threw a last-minute Hail Mary. It bounced off of two Georgia players. Maybe it was a hand and then even a helmet landed right in yeah. uh, the receiver's hands, ran for a touchdown, win the game. Nice. Um, having the same year is kind of nuts. So mm -hmm. um, I, this is the only time I have ever genuinely prayed that God would let Auburn win a game. I'll tell you, <laughs> to win a national championship, you have to have some sort of game or play like that Yes, to happen at some point in the season. Absolutely. And at some point you see it and you're like, that's going to be the difference. Yep. Um, and it's it's tough to just dominate. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was an incredible year. Yeah. All right, James, let's move on from that. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> just my bad. Uh, I'm going to 2002. Okay. We have the Atlanta Falcons versus the Minnesota Vikings. Oh yeah! We ended up thirty to twenty-four with a, I think it was a, it was a four, I think forty-six yard touchdown run by Mike Vick as time expired. Wow! That game, he Vick accounted for three hundred and forty-six out of three hundred and seventy-nine yards for Atlanta that game. Oh my goodness! Yeah, Vick was a cheat code, dude. That guy was amazing. Like, literally, yeah. if you played video games with Vic. Oh, know, 100%. Over. Yes. I vividly remember, I was at a buddy's house and watched this. This is kind of why it made my pick. And I, I just remember, like, sitting there watching and all, just like, what just happened? Yeah. He ran through, like, scored, chucked the ball into the into the stands, and just ran into the tunnel. It was just like. Yeah. Yeah, it was unreal. This was pre-Fight Club, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Man. Those take, are the days. Yeah, take that, Peter. Just do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, that's a sweet pick. I actually forgot about that. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Poems. I, th I think someone maybe just knocked on the door. Someone did. I don't even know that I want to answer it or not. Was it Mike Vick? <laughs> I can hear my dog barking. We were just talking about Mike Vick. What a what a great <laughs> what a great great transition. He said, Don't talk about him. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you stop that. So do I get back to back? Is that what it was? Uh doing? no, Corey gets back to back, back and then it comes back, back to you. back. Yep. Yep. Um I'm they're not all gonna be Homer picks. That's fine. But um Reggie Miller. Against the Knicks, yeah. Um, the um, the Knicks were up 105-99 with 20 seconds to go. Game one, Easter Conference semifinals. Reggie Miller takes over, hits a three. Um, the Knicks kind of bumble the inbound pass. Reggie Miller may have pushed a man over, probably. Uh, yeah. well, you know, but he catches the inbound His pass, drains another three. Um, it was just he was doing the choke to um, Spike Lee. Yeah, he Spike was. Lee. Yeah. So, I mean, then the Knicks missed some free throws. It was incredible. But um, the the commentating on that, he's like he had the presence of presence mind. Presence of mind. Uh, but yeah, Reggie Miller was man. He just he knew that was his moment. You talk about shooting the last shots. Yeah. And he, I love Reggie Miller. Yes. He had kind of an ugly shot. He did, but it went in. But it went in right. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, you could something to talk about best um, sports siblings. Oh yeah, and Cheryl would be um, close to the top of that list. But Reggie Miller, um, and then beating the Knicks because that's a huge rivalry. That's in the playoffs. Um, I, I like that even more than McGrady's you know, scoring. What thirteen points in the last? What, that was nuts. That could be on someone's list, but it's I'm not. But that. it could have been. So you get All two. Right. I get two. Well, you get one more. Yeah, um, one more. Um, one for me that I just man, I became a Boise State fan, football fan. Oh yeah. Um, when um, 
when Boise State 2007 Fiesta Bowl against Oklahoma. So sort of that mm-hmm. David and Goliath scenario. Yeah. Um, kind of like Tulane and USC this last year. Yeah. Was it Tulane that I think um, it was Tulane. Yeah, that beat USC in the in the bowl game? The Green Wave. Yes. Um, but Boise State, they did a they did a hook and ladder play mm-hmm. toward the end of the game, kind of through the pass, lateral it back. They score a long touchdown. And they could tie the game with a kick, and they say, nah, we're going for two. Yep. And they do a Statue of Liberty play going for two. So it's a Statue of Liberty play going for two, and they beat Oklahoma. And I think one of their main players, like, proposes to his girlfriend. I was about to say that. I remember that. Yeah, so it was, like, the best made-for-TV movie I've ever seen in my life. It's awesome. It's a lifetime Um, movie But, yes, um, that um, that Boise State victory, that put Boise State on the map. Yep. um, Other than their blue field. Um, But that was an just incredible, incredible – Plays like those trick plays, kind of working out, doesn't happen. Yeah. But for that story, for them to beat the big, great Oklahoma, I would love it. Yeah. Love it. So those are my two. So I'm gonna go. I guess we're apparently we're sticking to 2002 here. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with the L.A. Lakers 2002 Big Shot Bob. Good old Big Shot Bob. Yep. There was a. Uh, they were playing the the who were they playing the Kings. The Lakers needed two points at the end of the game. Kobe Bryant missed a shot. Shaq got the rebound, missed his shot. Vladi Divac swats the ball to Big Shot Bob, who drains a three over Chris Weber to win the game. Man. Yeah, so Robert Ory, I mean, why was Kobe even shooting when you got Robert Ory on the team? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He doesn't, miss, he doesn't miss in clutch time. No, and I'm telling you, if you want to win a championship at that point, you better have Robert Ory on your team. It's yeah. not going to happen. And we have, he has seven, right? Yeah. yeah. That's ridiculous. It is. That's crazy. Love it. Good for him, man. Um. All right, this is another Homer pick, um, and uh, this is in 1999. This is the first time I ever cared about the NFL. Um, Mike Jones. Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. <laughs> um, Mike Jones in the Super Bowl for the St. Louis Rams, greatest show on turf, uh, tackles Dyson at the one-yard line to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like a foot away from the tights uh, winning the Super yeah. Bowl. It's like out, he was yeah. like yes. out, rolling around. It yeah. was, yet again, another moment where I cried. And, like, I mean, I'm eight years old at this point, and I'm just like, like, there's tears flowing. We yeah. have this little, you know, little old box TV in the living room, and I'm just weeping. And um, my dad's cheering in the background. My mom's like, shut up, I'm trying to sleep. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But man, I mean, that was a first off. The great show on turf is just like great yeah. for football in general, right? Um, I mean, put Kurt Warner on the map, um, bagging groceries, winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, Kurt Warner, amazing human being. Yes, absolutely. Like everyone rooting for that yes. story. Um, and so it was cool to like also have a defensive call on here because we always think of like offense winning the game when like the tackle at the one yard line. If Mike Jones doesn't make that tackle. They they lose they mm-hmm. lose the Super Bowl so um, and then I have oh I get two I'm gonna go with uh, Brandy Chastain Ooh. in the 1999 back to back 99s 1999 World Cup hits her PK um, to win uh, the World Cup for the U S Women's Team it's also that. known as like the Petey her, Pablo her, moment her you know took her shirt off <laughs> spin to, around to, her head to, like to a celebrate <laughs> people were like oh my gosh I can't believe that yeah um, I will say. It's a huge moment for her because the game before that, she had an own goal yeah. and was like really like, and she hadn't really done much that game as far as, far as I can remember. And um, not that I can remember a whole lot, I was eight years old, but like um, there was a great documentary on that. If you haven't seen it, it was on Netflix. I don't know. Or maybe it was a 30 for 30. I'm not sure. Anyway. Um, yeah. Sweet, sweet. I mean, like put U.S. soccer on the map. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. So uh, James, back to you. I'm going with uh, 1996 ALCS Game 1. We're reaching out to Bernie Williams here. Oh, fun times. Um, there was a, so there was a couple things that happened here. Um, there was two home runs towards the end of this game. One of them was the one that Derek Jeter hit, where the kid caught the ball at the... Uh, oh, yeah. Caught the home run, mm-hmm. and it was I think they reviewed it and whatever, but they ended up giving him the home run. And then right after that, Bernie Williams hit the game winner. Yeah. Yeah. So that's controversial. Yeah. To pretty, say the least. Pretty big time. Because sh- he definitely took it out of the guy's glove, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the Bernie Williams was legit. Yeah. The one Bernie Williams that. was, he was legit. I forgot about him. Was yeah. he, th- no, he was no, clutch. No. Who was the guy that like swung his bat like ridiculous in his hands? It wasn't Bernie Williams. It was, um, 
Oh, that's Julio right. Franco? No. You look at look up his his stance. Franco, man. he had one he, that like he pointed the yeah, bat pointed back. Yeah, no, like, this guy was like back and forth, like real hardcore. He played for the Yankees. Golly, I want to say Gary. Gary Sheffield. Yes, Gary yeah. Sheffield. Oh, Gary that's Sheffield. what it was. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, they man. got him in a clutch time too because he was he was great before the Yankees and then mm-hmm. the I Yankees always, do what the Yankees do. Hey, I can afford to pick up another All Star, yep. put him on. I my always team. remember him more. I think it was the Marlins, wasn't it? Sheffield or was it the Milwaukee Brewers? Yeah, I don't remember at all. I just remember mm-hmm. the bat swing and the Yankees. That's yeah. what I remember from Gary yeah. Sheffield. Um, yeah. But uh, Corey, you get two. Hey, research that Gary Sheffield before the Yankees, and I'll I'll give you my, my next two. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, this is the most complex Homer pick ever. Okay. Uh, 1987, um, game five. Um, it's the um, Celtics versus the Pistons. Oh, yeah. Larry Bird steals an inbound pass, pass from Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas throws a lazy pass to Bill Ambeer. Yep. Um, Larry Bird steals that pass, passes it to Dennis Johnson, makes the shot to win that game. Yep. Um, so it's a little Larry Bird and Isaiah Thomas at the same time. Larry Bird was clutch, and he made clutch shots, but he also made winning plays. Yeah. Defensive plays. Um, he was just, man, he was my favorite trash talker of all time. Yeah. Love some Larry Bird trash talk. Fair. For sure. So that, and then, is this my last pick? This is you, this is your last yeah, pick. Yeah, it is. Yeah, this it is. is a sad moment. I have some really good ones on this list. And not that I'm just going to throw them all in late, later or Leitner. I'm oh, not going to use um, I'm not gonna use the Christian Leitner one. That's a great one. I'm going to give you one that I think the audience wants to hear. Okay. And it's the Kurt Gibson home run, game one, 1988 for the Dodgers. Oh, yeah. And you're not a fan of that because you like your David Freeze home run better. And I'm not a Dodgers fan, but that moment, he's he's injured. Yeah. They pinch hit. They bring him in. It's off of Eckersley. Sure. And he hits this bomb, and he's like fist bump, um, uh, like pumping the pumping yeah. the forearm, the fist uh, around the bases, and he's limping. I mean, it was a, such a huge moment. There were so many like really cool baseball figures: Tommy Lasorda and Dennis Eckersley and mm-hmm. Kurt Gibson. So it was just. It was things dreams are made of for like TV and baseball. Yeah. It was a huge moment, and to see him kind of go around this um, the bases and, and finish that out, and you're like, what a great coaching moment, right? You put that guy in to do what he comes to do, yeah. and he's injured. So the Kurt Gibson home run, I'll yeah. remember that one forever. Those are classic mustache baseball days. Yeah, definitely. Yes. I think the A's, in fact, the mustache, um, they did a competition to see who could uh, grow out the best mustache. So Eckersley didn't always have a message. What? Then or then, like currently? Oh, then okay. and um, Eckersley, um, that's where that came from. Oh, sweet. yeah. I don't know if it's some kind of like motivation for the team to play better. Yeah. I don't know if they were given some kind of reward, but um, but Eckersley obviously won that because his yeah his oh, really him or Raleigh fingers. I mean, there's some great mustaches. Maybe Raleigh fingers had the curled one. Um, we could do a top five mustache of all time. I wonder if um, any of the um, women's soccer team would get on that list. Mm, maybe, maybe <laughs> it'd be awesome. That's possible. Possible. Anything is possible. Kevin Durant. No, Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett. Sorry. That's yeah. you. The you the real MVP is Kevin Durant. <laughs> we'll go to uh, 2008 2009 NBA season. We are. Uh, I think it's the first or no, it's Eastern Conference Finals. The uh, LeBron James Cleveland Cavaliers. Cavaliers uh, trailing Orlando 95 to 93. One zero in the series. LeBron caught an inbounds pass with one second left and drilled a fadeaway three. Man. Good old LeBron. So, yeah, that's just one one of Bron's game winners. One. One of many. You know who we haven't mentioned? We haven't mentioned Michael Jordan at all. I'm not going to mention him. I got him. two on my list, and I'm obviously done. But I'm not going to mention him, so you don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> you mentioned him already because you met him at the Derby. I did. As a, he's a you took, two, you he's took, two for me. You took advice from him. You trusted him with your life, your sports <laughs> with life. With my jump shot, um, <laughs> which is still pretty broke. So thanks, Michael. Um, so my last pick uh, – 2016 um, NCAA championship. Chris Jenkins hits the game-winning three for Villanova over North Carolina. Yeah, um, assisted by Archie Diacono. Yeah, um, you could see his like grandfather in the stands, like that weeping, and like what a moment, by the way, over yeah. North Carolina. I mean, I mean, it was a. I don't. I mean, I know that it wasn't the the only buzzer beater for the national championship because I know that um, was it NC State. With Jimmy V that had that, or was that in the Final Four? I don't remember. No, uh, um, yeah, that was to win it. That I was think against, that was to um, win it. Um, Houston, Houston, Houston. Yeah, yeah. So like it, it wasn't. I mean, I know it wasn't the only one, but like the fact that it was a three and it was just like the way that it was like the the 
the way it was filmed. It was like, clean, man. It was so good. It, it was happened. just done so well. Yeah. You got all of the the confetti coming down. I mean, it was just it looked fake. Like yeah. that's how that's how well it was documented and how like the, how all the timing happened. Right. Like even the announcer was like, "Watch Chris Jenkins coming up behind Archie Diacono." Yeah. Like and you're and then he, he does it and you're like, "Holy crap!" You know what? It, it reminded me of Christian Watford hitting a shot against Kentucky. Same yeah. play. Yeah, yeah. The, the point guard drives in, kicks it back, and. And he um, he beats the number one Kentucky at that time. I think um, yeah. I think Indiana's still shaking from the corn court being um, stormed on that one. Man. Oh, but they said the corn, and the I was corn. like, <laughs> um, it didn't make my list, but it got mentioned. There was one that? I was going to add another one because why not? Um, that's interesting because it's debated and is whether or not Derek Jeter's last at bat at Yankee Stadium was scripted or not. It was a walk off. <laughs> it was a walk off single. The the pitch was like eighty six miles an hour over the middle of the plate. Like it was a. And the the pitcher normally threw in like the you know mid to low nineties, so it was like a meatball. So like like there is a real like people genuinely believe with facts behind it that that was a scripted moment for the Yankees, for like Derek Jeter's send off at home. Yeah, might as well. Um, I mean, it was cool. Like, don't get me wrong. It was like, and the, the announcer like had this beautiful like this is this is uh, when where dreams become reality. Yeah. You know, like and you're like. Wow, that is an incredible line. Like for on, this guy to just make up on top of his game. head. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow night. <laughs> Golly, Joe Buck. All right. Wow. Thanks, Jeter. Thank, yeah. Good job, Jeter. We'll never see you play baseball again. Um, so yeah, it was it was a cool controversial moment. Um, but yeah, let us know. Um if you listen to this and you have any of our phone numbers, I'm not going to give them out. But if you know us, text us. Give us a call. Let us yeah, know if we I missed mean, one. We yes. missed countless ones. There's, there there, are, are, two, there are two Jordan shots that make it predominantly Absolutely. on that list. Yes. Um, one over Byron Russell, one over Craig Elo. I mean, the the Doug Flutie, Hail Mary yes. um, yeah. for Boston College. I mean, there's mm-hmm. some incredible things. There's um, We were talking about the pa- the Patriots interception there on yeah, Russell Malcolm Wilson, Malcolm yep. Butler. Um, there's some really cool plays out there, and those are all like memorable for me. Mm-hmm. But I'd love to hear from a different generation what some of those cool plays are. Yeah. Um, but I think it makes makes sports really, really special, and it, it, you want to feel like they're real, and you don't want to be a conspiracy theorist like Roman and think they're scripted. But, I didn't uh, say there's I a reality that this, some of this stuff is. Yeah. This is how, how I'm it kind goes. of okay with it. So. Bring back steroids. That's what I yeah. want. All right. So. Uh, this is a good one. Yeah. Um, look forward to next week. Uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, have a good one.